Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Today is a different kind of episode for us. Not only do I have three guests with me, but this is an exclusive interview episode to unpack very exciting, recently announced news. I'm referring to the joint partnership between Autodesk, Evolve MEP, and GTP to form a comprehensive fabrication workflow. I'm joined by Steve Butler, the Senior Industry Strategy Manager for MEP Design and Fabrication at Autodesk, Clay Smith, the CEO of Evolve MEP, and Amanda Communal, the COO of GTP. A big welcome to the show to all three of you. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start by, if you guys can go around, introduce yourself, give a little bit of background on kind of your perspective of MEP and the, your company's role in MEP as well. That'd be great. Clay, you want to start? Sure, sure, I can start. So I'm Clay Smith. I'm the CEO of uh, Evolve MEP. Um, uh, many of you are familiar with our, our products for both mechanical and the electrical industries. Uh, we launched those uh, going on uh, three years now. It's hard to believe. I guess it's been a little over two years. Um, uh, and we have seen uh, lots of growth, um, have been really pleased with um, not only the, you know, the tools themselves, but, but how customers are using them and how they're changing their workflows and how they're making their lives better. And so we're, of course, very excited about this announcement and uh, making a seamless workflow for everybody, uh, both inside the office and out to the field. So uh, thanks to Steve Butler and Autodesk for bringing us all together, but uh, we're, we're really excited about it. Amanda, how about you? Yeah, well, thanks again. Uh, my name's Amanda Carmino, uh, Chief Operating Officer of GTP Services. And um, background of uh, GTP is always looking for those instances within the MEP market that are um, ripe for, for innovation, where software can be mirrored with process and that great skill set that comes from the office in the field. So we're really excited to be on today and uh, be part of the panel with Clay and Steve and talk about how GTP can help the uh, full material management logistics and fabrication process. Uh, we believe that it's really important for partnership to um, help customers know uh, how programs and processes can work together in a streamlined manner. So just really, really excited to be part of the day. Awesome, and Steve, last but not least. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, so really excited to be here. My name's Steve Butler from Autodesk. Um, as many of you know, Autodesk, you know, have a long history um, in the AC space, but also in manufacturing. I think over 20 years now, we've had vertical applications for architecture, structure, MEP, and some very specialized MEP products for, for well over 15 years. And so, you know, we're excited to see the move towards building information modeling around the world and actually how our solutions, um, not just for MEP, but for sort of broader uh, analysis and simulation are actually helping to drive better digitalization of the industry, um, but also improve processes. And we're seeing a lot of things at the moment around DFMA, modular offsite, prefab, that kind of thing, uh, that have started to sort of really change the way we approach uh, the design the delivery and operational aspects of, of our infrastructure, built infrastructure. And I think post-COVID now, things are starting to change again. So it's a pretty exciting time to be in the industry. Um, and so 
we, we hope our technology can help to move the industry forward and we're really excited to be partnering with GTP and Evolve. That's great. Thanks for, for going through that. Uh, so tell me how this partnership came around. Clay mentioned that Autodesk kind of uh, brought Evolve and GTP together. So maybe, Steve, you want to take this one of how the partnership formed? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, fundamentally, you know, the, the reason we think this, this partnership made sense and the reason we were initially attracted to it was that um, you know, we want to try and help move the industry uh, towards BIM, off Canada, to, towards BIM, because we believe there are benefits uh, in, in moving in that direction, as I mentioned previously. Um, you know, and their strategy has always been around the world to use partners where we can. You know, we're a platform company, so whilst we are focusing heavily on you know, building out fabrication workflows and engineering workflows, we still need partners to help us. And talking with Evolve, they were providing some fantastic tools for, to support the, the detailing workflow um, in Revit and GTP. We're obviously extending that beyond that into you know, pre-construction and um, mm. material optimization and things like that. So it was a perfect kind of complement in terms of where we were focusing and where Evolve MVP that the GTP were focusing. Um, you know, that doesn't mean we're divesting from what we're doing. We're still investing hard, but we can't do everything. Um, and we knew there were areas where maybe we didn't have as much knowledge or we couldn't move as quick. We just made more sense to, you know, rely on these partners with, with the tools that they've got because we saw our customers adopting more of these tools. So that's why we got together um, and felt that this was, was a good partnership. What do you think that this partnership is really aiming to solve in the industry? Well, I'll take that one on. I mean, I think, as Steve said, you know, we each are still building out on our own platforms and, and continuing that growth. But what mm -hmm. partnership allows is opening opens up a more formal line of communication between the companies to make sure that we are really, you know, sharing information that what affects our customers are probably the same things that affects you know, the Evolve customers and the Autodesk customers. And it's about being nimble. Um, we've Autodesk is a large company, Evolve, you know, applied is at a medium-sized company, and then GTP, we're, we're a smaller player that some might say. Um, but together, we really represent that workflow that is enabling the, the MEP um, contractors to move their workflows faster. And I think it's really important. Steve mentioned with, with COVID, um, the digital workflow is being embraced right now and that that um, barrier to change and that desire for um, what uh, individuals have heard can happen. Now they don't have that barrier to change. It's um, gone down and the excitement to use some of this technology has increased. So with partnership, we can make sure that somebody in the office and somebody in the shop of the field um, have that same excitement and can continue that momentum in the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just add to, to, to that, to what Amanda said. Um, I think that, you know, one of the problems in the adoption of, of BIM, and, and, and this is not just for BIM, but primarily BIM, but uh, information from department to, to department inside of a company, so that could be from the office to the field or from the office to the shop to the field or whatever, that information's gotten broken, uh, you know, with old processes. And therefore, every time it gets broken, there's a chance that there's for rework or for bad information or for whatever. And so this partnership is really helping that actionable, accurate, actual information flow all the way through the organization. And so mm -hmm. uh, we hope that uh, that's 
you know, that's why we did it. And that's hopefully it makes sense. Hello, innovators. With much gratitude, I thank you for your continued support, for listening to the show, and for voting us Construction Junkies Best Construction Podcast of 2020. It means so much to everyone working on the podcast to win this distinction, especially in our first year as a podcast nominee. I speak for all of us by saying that it is an honor to shine a spotlight on the innovation and change agents throughout construction every week. We have really cool things in store for you all in the coming episodes and months. So stay tuned. And again, thank you. Yeah, definitely. So the, the MEP industry as a whole, you know, is, is really experiencing uh, an increase in demand for faster paced construction, for less cost, less waste, all while improving safety, which is definitely uh, very applicable right now in today's environment. How do you think that this, the partnership between the, the three of you really helps with these uh, competing requirements? So I'll jump on that. The, you know, we've um, had Josh Bowen on not too long ago from, from Nika and he had a, um, you know, was just showing us some of the um, uh, research, the results of some of the research they were doing just post COVID mm -hmm. and how they were trying to keep people safe on job sites and the distance requirements and uh, you know, on and on. And they were showing, uh, I think one of the things that stood out to me was the overhead work was they were 40% less productive on overhead work after these requirements. And mm -hmm. so that just, you know, if, 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 if I were a contractor and I were not already on the prefab bus, I would try to get up there as fast as I could because I don't see how you're going to keep up uh, without it. And so, um, you know, again, hopefully we can all together uh, help people wherever they are on that journey. If they're starting that journey or they're well on their way, we have, uh, you know, processes and, and products that can help. Yeah, I think the industry is always going to be driving forward, always looking to do more with less. Um, you know, I think that uh, Autodesk uh, said it said it best a couple of years ago at, at AU, um, more, better, less. And I think it really follows through with a partnership, um, allows you know, visual communication. And that's what the industry really wants. Um, a lot of skill um, and knowledge. Uh, and it's typically in, you know, a few people's heads. And what we're looking to do is build that seamless workflow that um, allows the knowledge base to be transferred to those coming into our industry, maybe as a second career, or for those coming into the industry in their first career. And also, you know, I think one thing about this partnership too, as you look to companies that have this um, demand on their current systems, is that we're saying you can do it with their current system. Just utilize these tools. And they're typically not the standard tools that contractors focus on. Uh, you know, they might focus on um, a new welder a new, you know, uh, positioner or something along that, a new truck uh, to get the crew on the job site. But it's really that data behind that I think is going to make the seamless connection and allow for those roadblocks not to be, not to be hurdles to them. Well, can I can just add to that, just sort of, again, speaking to the sort of partnership, you know, Autodesk put in place as a, as a 
so a lot of that effect is solutions for being able to estimate projects more easily off the model in you know in different and new different kinds of ways we're pushing that to the cloud now for example um, and also being able to drive digital fabrication can etc um, but in many cases that's just a, a, a capability a platform capability what to, for customers to really take advantage of that, what they need is an access data, accurate data, uh, and, and, and information at the right time, the right place to inform a decision and to assist the person. And I think that's what we get from this partnership is all of this. And we can provide technology that enables collaboration or any of those workflows I just mentioned. But without the content and the data from Evolve or from the GTP, um, then you know, it's, it's not really as effective as it could be. Yeah, I think it's really like important to talk about what what drives contractors forward and you know it's workflows um, it's getting to the job site quicker you know understanding what their window of opportunity is and that's what we're doing at GTP with Stratus is allowing everyone to collaborate and see what they have where they have it and be able to do those simple tasks that um, take a lot of time away from getting the job done. So, you know, in a lean term there, it's non-value added. And what we're doing with, with, you know, GTP Stratus is, you know, something is our hanger workflows. Well, with Evolve, you can, you know, put your hangers in, but with GTP, now you can fabricate them and package them and get them out to the job site uh, quickly. And, you know, what Revit allows you to do is to model that in in a less amount of time. It's not something that when I first joined the industry, you know, you hear the debate of, well, should I model the hangers or not? Well, they're modeled. So let's fabricate them and let's not have to go cut rod um, when we're out on the job site. So when we look at partnership and we work, look at workflows and know that we all have experts that have come from the trades um, or, you know, from that particular niche, we can move it forward. Can you guys kind of un unpack more of what that workflow actually looks like from kind of the, the, the practical real world side of things? What does the workflow look like between the three? I think that's one of the, the interesting things, you know, with Evolve um, in, you know, in Revit and, you know, with Evolve tools, you know, you're starting in, in the design team and you're really working on that, that modeling flow. Um, and then there's that transition over to Stratus in the shop um, and, you know, out into, into the field. And I think what we're looking to and, and Clay, you know, please speak more to it is, you know, how do we uh, demonstrate those, those flows to our customers um, in quick, easy, you know, tutorial videos, um, so that they can see what you can get with the, you know, a, an evolved GTP uh, Autodesk um, partnership. Yeah. So I know we are working on uh, videos that, just as you mentioned, that that will show quickly kind of how the, uh, let's say a hanger, as, as Amanda mentioned earlier, would start in the design, and then it flows through Evolve into the shop, and then from there out to the out to the field through uh, Stratus. And so we'll put together some videos that show that, you know, pretty succinctly how that works. And that's just, that's just one example. Yeah. I mean, I think what's really interesting is, you know, I spent my last six years running a, a VDC group of about a hundred plus people and we did estimating great. We content, we, we mastered, 
Um, but that that document management side, uh, we had processes, but we didn't. We had an audit trail and all that sort of stuff. But you know, when you, we really built a, a pod and, and took um, Autodesk and looked at the the suite of products we already owned and used them to its fullest, was where we really accelerated. And that's where this partnership really allows us to accelerate faster and to show those, um, uh, you know side product benefits that not everyone is thinking about. But you know, one of the things with uh, Stratus is it's built on uh, you know, the BIM 360 and Forge platform. And what, do, what are we really helping solve? Well, document management, that the estimator knows, uh, so that the uh, you know, project manager knows what the estimator actually estimated. And you know, Sometimes they think, oh, gee, you know, Stratus is a is a shop management tool. We're no, we're a total project management tool, um, and you know, I think that's really cool with what we're going to do with with Clay's team and and building out those different workflows because that's what the industry wants to know. They don't want to know, you know, app soup, uh, just a list of here's everything you can buy and go figure out how to use it. Um, you know, we're committed to show how our products can be used seamlessly together process point of view you know what we like to think uh, this partnership brings is is kind of the, the, the last piece in the puzzles almost from a model authoring perspective so you know we've also been very successful in design we have a very strong and broad design portfolio that uh, you know we've been very successful with you know more recently we've been trying to you know move that design process into detailing and, and downstream fabrication and we've introduced tools to kind of try to smooth that process and take away some of the, the challenges that exist today with people using disparate tools and throwing models away and so on. Um, and, but that process isn't necessarily 100% um, uh, complete for us. We've still got to invest some time. But they're also sort of, you know, from a detailing point of view, we need to we need uh, evolve anything to kind of fill those gaps and to make it easier for you know, the, the cab guys to, to migrate. But we need Stratus to extend that, as, as Amanda said, into Recon into the, the fabrication shop and then into film, where we have our sort of you know BIM portfolio. So for us, it's really about completing the process and providing a much broader offering, a more comprehensive and cohesive solution from design right the way through to handover, and ultimately you know you see what's best invested over time in operations. Yeah, and I just wanted to to re reiterate a point that. Um, you know, a lot of times technology is created for technologies on, you know, developers like to create technology and that's what they do, right? And so um, the to, to this partnership, both Evolve and Stratus have a lot of people from industry. And I think we all realize that throw the technology out the window, the contractor gets paid for, for installing, right? That's ultimately what they've got to do. And so uh, with that in mind, I think we've built our tools, you've built your tools, Amanda, and we are trying to build on the Autodesk platform to do just that. And so the tools that we all are creating, hopefully are adding value and moving that process forward every day. Hey, MEP friends, looking for a competitive edge? MEP Force is the event for you. It has become the gathering place for industry leaders throughout MEP to come together and learn the new technology trends in prefabrication and more. 
The best part is that it's all industry-led and driven, meaning real people from the trades will be leading the almost 80 breakout sessions. So you will be getting real-life practical examples and use cases to take back and implement right away. This year, it's all virtual. So if you register now, you will have access to all the breakout sessions even after the official event is over. Go to mepforce.com to register today and use promo code BTG99 to get your ticket for only $99. That's an almost 80% discount. See you virtually at MEP Force. Uh, so to play a little bit of devil's advocate, come at it from a different way. Uh, what, what would you say to the, the skeptic out there that's saying, well, why is my workflow not sufficient as is? I think that's an interesting, that's a really interesting mm -hmm. question. Um, you know, it's in, so Stratus, you know, we, we don't really spool. I mean, we do have, you can, um, it's not the traditional spooling method in Stratus. We want to take that, uh, you know, annotation and detailing from the VDC department and put that into the hands of someone into the shop or put it into the field foreman's hands or the PMs or whoever's at, you know, because we know that that's a workflow that's being done on paper right now. But, mm -hmm. you know, with the partnership, um, you can spool. You can use Stratus with a spool. And, you know, Evolve has, has that platform. Spool, uh, you know, spool away. So it is not about uh, saying you have to 100% adapt to the software, but I say be open to it. So look where adapt adoptions can be made where change is good, where change, you're not ready for the change now. Maybe you'll be ready for it in the future. So use the workflow that's best for your company. And that's what this partnership allows you to do. There's many different ways to do those workflows. Um, and we'll just highlight some of the workflows that we think uh, work the best in certain situations. And it's up to the customer to pick which one they want to use and when. So I think that's a really good question. I think so. I think what's interesting is, and I guess the, the customer asking that question and the immediate response is, well, maybe your current workflow is enough, right? And so you need to, you know, you need to make that assessment. But what we find is increasingly when we talk to customers, they want to be more productive. You know, they want to be able to automate processes. They want to, you know, deliver quicker, faster, more accurate, mitigate risk, et cetera. And what we do find is that a lot of customers use lots of tools. So they'll buy all sorts of plugins um, to Revit or, or adjacent tools that they use that do many different things when they don't really need to do that. So what we're trying to do here is provide a way to actually integrate these, these, these products together in a more seamless way to make that process a lot easier. So you should really be assessing, do I need the 10 different tools that I've got that don't really talk to each other, that duplicate a lot of a lot of the same kinds of things that, that either Waterdesk are trying to do or Evolve or, or GTP. I think that's a great point, Steve. And the the research that we've done is as we talk to customers about, you know, Evolve MEP through the years and and, and about this partnership and, and other aspects, the thing that we hear all the time, which we were a little bit surprised with initially, was that they do, just as you said, want one or two one or two products to do everything. Like that that they have built point solutions and in a lot of companies you'll have different uh, project managers have different tools all you know from from different pms inside the group and so it, it, it is a mess you know by the time you unravel it 
a lot of companies are not standardized. And when you think about how important it is, as you try to bring up the, the new people in the organization or people brand new to the trades, it would be a whole lot better if there was a standardized workflow on standardized tools so that you could, you know, concentrate on learning the trade uh, instead of learning how to log into different pieces of software. I think it's a good point. Yeah. There's definitely people. I mean, I was one of those people like I built instead of bought. Mm -hmm. So you always right. have that decision matrix, you know, can you build it or can you buy it? And I sure. ended up when I, you know, worked for a contractor, I built, um, but I also purchased. And then, you know, when I worked for a manufacturer, I built, uh, but I also purchased. And I think it comes up to know is, um, where the industry has moved is I now believe much more in purchasing and in focusing on that streamlined flow between what I purchase. And I think Steve made the best point is um, don't get like app happy. Don't, you don't have to go out and buy a million different things. Um, you know, one of the great things with this partnership and having a lot of people that know the industry is the training that each of our companies offer and how we know not only our own products, but we know each other's products. And that really allows you to um, move forward. And you know, a lot of people, you know, when I, you know, when I was VP of operations for a construction company, I didn't want to have to buy everything, but I wanted to know what I needed to buy and what it could do. And so mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing is what can it, what, what can my purchase do for my company and what is that ROI? Mm -hmm. yep. So why is now with everything going on uh, a good time to look at streamlining and standardizing across the board? Well, I think we're, it's interesting is that um, we've had markets that are shut down uh, because of the pandemic. We, so some parts of the globe are in different stages of reopening or open, uh, but construction is still going. You know, I hear a lot from our customers that, um, they're hesitant to make investments, but they're busy. And I think what really is great about, um, you know, the products that we offer is that we're enabling them to do what they already have on their books today um, and meeting, as you said, doing it better and faster and safer. So today is right for um, being able to be cloud-based, uh, for being able to limit touch points, um, you know, one of the things Stratus does just out of our core is we eliminate paper and that paper traveler in the shop, you know, so you're not having the um, uh, excess unnecessary uh, interactions. So, you know, that also being said is that we're still booming. We still are in a, in a industry where we don't have enough people to do the work that needs to get done. Um, and in some parts, of the world and uh, you know, the US speaking multiple language is very important. So, you know, what does software allow you to do? It, 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 it allows people to, um, you know, use visual aids and the technical documents to get the job done. Yeah, I think um, standardization, so I'm glad you raised that point, um, Todd, because what that means is really creating a well understood process that can be uh, repeated many times, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about where we are today, and also we've talked about this a lot, the, the number of people that we're going to have on the planet by 2050, 
the number of buildings we're going to have to build to accommodate uh, that population. It's almost impossible for us to build that many buildings if each building is absolutely unique and different. And that's kind of been the historic kind of mindset is it's all unique. You can't industrialize this process. You can't standardize this process. You've just got to build it because, you know, like every hospital is different. When we know that's not true. They all have corridors and stairs and they all have, you know, certain types of rooms, right? So we can start to think about buildings as standard components or standard spaces and stuff. And that's exactly what you're seeing today with modular prefab, off-site construction, industrialized construction, DFMA, choose your favorite term this week, right? But that's where the industry is moving towards and it's standardization. It's saying, look, how can we um, standardize on you know, MEP systems? How can we use you know, digital tools to determine what, how many racks we need and what orientation those racks are upfront early in design so that we can work with the supply chain earlier and deliver the building in a more effective kind of way. So I think we have to be looking at standardization, and I think that means digitalization and it means tools like you know, the three of our companies provide. And you know, contractors they want to know, they want to prove their old their their past estimates, um, you know, budget versus actual, and they don't they don't lose that data. I mean, it's not easy to consume today, and that's what digitalization allows is to actually consume that data faster. I mean, as a contractor, I built um, several big boxes, big box stores, all the exact same, and we lost money on three of them. They were the same. <laughs> uh, and you're like, how does that happen? Well, because it wasn't easy to look at the data. Uh, and in our fabrication process, we fabricated those three three different ways. So I think that's what's really important in this day and age is to say, you already have the information. We're just making it consumable and we're making it consumable in the method that that job uh, consumes it in. So be it for the CFO, be it for the PM, the superintendent, but we're, as you said, you know, devil's advocate, my process works. Well, yeah, if it works, that's what we want to adapt to. If there's room for improvement, like if you could just show someone that, hey, in this area, um, you fabricated on this job, but you didn't on this job, why not? Let's put those in our, to our estimating process and make sure that that's you know, a component that we always estimate, we always fabricate. And that's what we can, we can do with a digital, digital work process. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, Clay, any thoughts on uh, why streamlining and standardizing is it's a good time now? Yeah, I, I think that you know your your access to the job site is limited in a way that has never been limited before, right? I mean, it is the the whole um, uh, reaction to the virus or all the new requirements very much changed. So it used to be that you're constantly dodging one trade or another, and now not only are you dodging trades and forklifts, you're also dodging other people. And so mm -hmm. anything you can do in a controlled environment, uh, anything you can build in a shop or you can do with pre-planning and tying all that together, like Amanda said, is really, I think, the way of the future. And the standardization, um, you know, uh, Steve made some good points there, but standardization also is the way that we'll teach the people that are young in the trade how to do it, right? We, we besides COVID and besides all the other challenges, we still have an aging uh, workforce that, that are in the trades. And so, um, you know, handing off that information is easier when you have uh, standards and 
uh, workflows that are that stay the same, uh, you know, for an extended period of time, that's the easier way to teach. And so I think all of that comes together kind of and COVID just, ex, you know, accelerates uh, things that were happening already. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Mm, yeah, great point. Uh, so curious what you all uh, see as the biggest opportunity in the industry and kind of what's your favorite part of the construction industry specifically focusing on, on the trades? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I mean, my favorite part about this is I grew up uh, in the industry. I mean, my dad started a business. My grandpa was a plumber and my great grandpa was a plumber. And uh, I love that everything is... Um, you know, there's this feeling of uniqueness that you get to see a hole or a building that had one use and repurpose it for another use. So I love that. Um, I actually am not a designer. I was asked to learn how to detail and they gave me CAD and I said, oh, I'll never do this. Um, which is, which is crazy. Like I don't never like say it never. <laughs> and never say never. And now I'm developing, um, that software. But what I think would, I, I mean, I'll just love about the industry is that, you know, there is this rigidity in it, but there's also great flexibility. Uh, fabrication is going from little pieces to bigger and bigger pieces. Um, but it's really that cross trade that really MEP, like all of the, uh, all the verticals together working to say like what we can put on the job site. And it's an interesting time. I mean, I'm now considered like an old person and you know, where I see these, I mean, I've hired people and I realize I'm like, how old are you? And, um, but they challenge and they're coming into the industry because they're excited because we're using the tools that excite them. And that's what's driving the industry forward where we can have, you know, people at all walks of their career um, moving the industry forward and really adapting. And at the end of the day, we build some really cool stuff. And I always like to say this with a process and with standardization, we can still have unique buildings. And that's what, you know, through partnership and the digital workflow really allows you to have is, yeah, we're going to build them cost effectively in a cost effective manner. Um, and at, on time, but they're going to be really cool to look at too. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. And I think that having accurate and actual information really allows you to build those unique buildings, right? It, it, instead of going back and redoing work over and over, now you can actually focus on the cool things, right? The things that, that are really the, what everybody signed up to do this for. And so, um, so, so I agree with that. Um, and then, then in terms of the, the industry itself, I think, or industries in our, in our case, you know, the, the thing that comes across 
is we have a lot of characters, right? And we can all think of them, you know, four or five of them on our hands right now that um, that kind of drive us crazy sometimes, but they're kind of indicative in that they are passionate about the industry and they're passionate about driving forward. And I, you know, always, even though we want to pull our hair out sometimes uh, with some of the folks, I always welcome it because it pushes us, just as Amanda said, it pushes us further and it makes us come up with the solutions or you know, talk to Autodesk and say, hey, how are we going to solve this problem? And then together, you know, come up with a, a reason why we can or why we can't yet, but we'll get there. And so that passion uh, is great. It's a double-edged sword, like I said, but it's, it's great. I think it's what, what Clay said. It's like, we might not be able to do it now, but when you get pushed by someone and they're like, why just can't you? And you're like, uh, I don't know why we just can't, you know, that, you know, we have to communicate that we're going to try to get there. Um, and, uh, that's what keeps it exciting gets people coming back and, you know, personalities make life fun. So I think there's a ton of innovation happening and I love the, the spirit and the mindset of innovation that's in construction and MEP that I think it kind of stealthily flies under the radar sometimes, but that spirit is there of like, no, we're going to make this happen. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. We can make anything happen. (laughs) Nobody's ever satisfied. Steve can. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. You asked what's what's sort of exciting at at the moment. I mean, I'm old enough to remember. I started in industry on drawing board, right? And then moved to CAD with the green screen. So I've seen technology really evolve over the years. Um, And what's really exciting now is how it really is changing um, the way we do things, the way we think about things. I think both Clay and Amanda touched on it. We're seeing young people now come into the industry that are not afraid to kind of use coding to solve problems. So you take Dynamo and Revit, for example, young people are starting to use that really easily to just start to really uh, query the model to find different answers to different kinds of questions. And so over the next few years, technology is definitely going to change. And I think that's so interesting what Steve said. Like, I had a, a young man that used to used to work for me, and uh, I won't name his name, but he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. And he created this little estimating script to make sure he was on schedule. And he had our top guys using it in like an hour. And I, and I went to another gentleman, I said, do you think it's accurate? He goes, oh, it's fast. I was like, does it work? And he's like, oh, uh, let me check it out. And it worked. And this was a young kid that said, oh, that looks archaic. I don't want to do it. But in a second, he convinced the top guys to use it. And I was like, well, let's just check to make sure it works. And, you know, that's what's interesting about it is, he had the tool, he had the skill set, and he just said, well, if you do my model review, I'll do this. And that's what's really cool about our industry, that he had the skill set and he wasn't afraid to use it, and that you had that collaboration. Um, I can tell I really get excited about this stuff. Uh, but he had that collaboration to do it, and you know, it's the willingness to learn from, from uh, those, I call them younger individuals, uh, or people that came into our industry, because, you know, we're getting a lot of people into the MEP space 
that might have been in finance or might have been in tech or something first and then they get into a, and they work in a construction company they bring a lot of great ideas and that's when you're like why didn't i have that idea 30 years ago well we've also seen some spreadsheets i mean some companies do this with spreadsheets that get you halfway to the moon you know it's, it's oh, yeah. real <laughs> what what people have done with spreadsheets and you know obviously we would we're going to tell them a lot of times that that's great but what happens if that guy who built that spreadsheet gets hit by a bus, right? But uh, it doesn't change the fact that some that some companies have had to learn all these kind of hold your mouth right, twist into a pretzel kind of solutions, and they work. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling they don't. Um, we we would say that you know we we'd want them to standardize now with, with what we built, but uh, it, it's incredible. Uh, there's some amazing people in the industry that have done some incredibly. Uh, uh, smart things with limited tools. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you all and your companies to, to find out more information? Go ahead, Amanda. Um, yeah. So uh, on LinkedIn, uh, websites, uh, Instagram, Facebook, GTP Stratus. Um, and obviously uh, you can always email me uh, at amanda.com or like gogtp.com. Um, we're out there and if you, if, um, we have uh, weekly webinars too, to learn about our products and we'd love to, uh, invite everyone to, uh, come learn more. Yep. Same for us. EvolveMEP.com is the, is the website, um, on LinkedIn, Twitter, all those good things. You can find us there. My email address is clay.smith at EvolveMEP.com and, uh, lots of good information always doing uh, podcasts and webinars and all kinds of um, uh, events and whatnot. I, I do want to recommend or recommend or remind everybody that we have of um, MEP Force coming up at the end of August, uh, and it'll be virtual this year, which is new. We're learning how to do that and uh, all the great things and challenges with that. But we think it's going to be a fantastic event. Have Amy Marks and some other really uh, talented speakers come in, and so we look forward to um, uh, talking to everybody uh, in the industry there, and and virtually putting our heads together and trying to come up with new solutions. So look forward to seeing everybody there. And an additional plug for MEP Force, a, a project near and dear to my heart. Uh, well, we are going to conquer the the networking virtually aspect at MEP Force this year. So exciting things there. We got some cool things up our sleeve. So. Just for curiosity's yep. sake, you guys should check it out. <laughs> See if we can actually pull it off. <laughs> yeah. And Steve, what about you? How do yeah, people uh, uh, get exactly. a hold? Yeah, exactly the same. So all the um, or an email, Steve or Stephen, uh, .butler at allthedesk.com. Uh, on LinkedIn uh, and uh, Twitter, all the desk are on Facebook as well. Um, we're excited to be uh, a part of MVP Force this year. We'll be there. Uh, looking forward to that. We also have a uh, this university this year that's going to be uh, online um, and so we're, we're going to be putting on a number of MEP specific classes uh, as one of the tracks there um, so yeah so definitely check that out as well. Well great Clay, Amanda and Steve thanks for coming on and, and chatting about the partnership really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Well thank you so much Don. Thank you to all those listening. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com for more information. You can listen anytime to this podcast by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Enjoyed the episode? Leave us a rating or review while sharing with your friends and coworkers. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a LinkedIn request or follow our LinkedIn page and let me know if there's a topic you'd like to hear. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is directed by Todd Wyan, produced by Alyssa Chartier, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.